Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Behind the Host podcast on the Boostly podcast. My name is Liam, I'm the co-host and we've got a special guest on today or special guests I should say. Today is really exciting because these guests are hosts who have managed to do the what many of us hosts will find impossible is to travel while hosting the business. You know, they're traveling with their young family and seeing some awesome sites and that side of things. So today for the next sort of 20, 30 minutes, listen in and really discover from another host how you can pick up tips and things that you can do in your business and in your hospitality sort of places and in the properties, things that you can do to allow you to have that freedom to travel while you're hosting. So this is going to be a really cool time and a really cool sort of podcast. So I'm excited. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for a little while. So I'm going to introduce to you Alyssa and Al Sadigravesh from Jarava B Properties. They've got four properties, I believe, at the moment, but they may correct me on that in just a second. And they're sort of based in, not just in one location, but actually uh, some in West Coast, some up in the mountains. And uh, we're going to dive into their business and see what tips they can share with us. So welcome along, Alyssa and, and Al. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Cool. So let's get started. First of all, for the people listening in and on the YouTube as well, how did you get started in hospitality? Where did this, the hospitality bug begin? Hello, listen to that one. Yeah. So I worked for a resort in Australia, uh, the one and only. I worked in a day spa in a resort and then kind of, oh, I've always been in five-star hospitality for at least 10 to 12 years. I worked in that industry and loved it. But after having my first daughter, who's almost five, I stopped working and became a stay-at-home mom. And then we've kind of dived back into in the last year-ish. Nice, nice. So hospitality allowed you to, you know, sort of uh, work from home while you're, while you're sort of still got an income, is that right? Yeah, yeah. She's really a bit modest too, I'll add. She worked at, I would say, the top resort in all of Australia. And we have an interesting backstory, which we won't have time for in this call, but Alyssa and I met in Dubai about eight and a half years ago. And she was contracted to the Atlantis Resort in Dubai to help manage that spa and to train a lot of their staff. So her background is heavily in five-star hospitality with guests, with guest interactions with wild service, five-star service, but also in SOPs, building standard operating procedures and training staff, which has been huge for us to be able to scale our business. And as you mentioned, be able to work remote. You know, that is such a good background just in general, but we often talk about what transferable skills from previous careers, but that is, you know, that is the, the number one thing, isn't it? Is recognizing how to host and how to have a good brand and that side of things, which is definitely transferred to your your places at the moment. So talk me through, where did it go from there? So once you've uh, decided to do hospitality, how did you get the properties? And and for the people listening, uh, you know, let's know a bit about where the properties are and, and what sort of avatar they serve. So I've had a background in residential real estate for 12, 13 years now. I kind of built my career in residential mortgage lending for the first 12 years. And then about probably about a year before COVID actually hit, my brother, who's also in real estate, and I decided to start flipping properties. So local to Southern California. So myself, my brother, Fred, Alyssa, and my sister-in-law, Johanna, basically started a family flipping business. Alyssa was helping project manage. I was handling all the money with my background in finance. Like I was very comfortable with money and raising capital and all that fun stuff. And, you know, we started working through that and flipping properties. And, you know, we did great, especially through COVID. 
but then eventually we got to the point where we realized like, you know, we can make 50 to a hundred thousand dollars on one standalone transaction, but wouldn't it be awesome to have passive income so we can eventually break out and be able to go do the things that we want to do on this earth while our kids are still young enough to where they enjoy spending time with us. And we are mobile enough to where we can enjoy it too. So that was kind of where it started. And then, you know, we had a couple of friends around us that were buying short-term rentals. This was back in probably early 2021. So just beginning of last year. And we kind of started to get the short-term rental bug, right? Like a lot of people started to, it kind of became, started to become mainstream over the last two, three years, especially during COVID, at least in the States, lots of places were locked down. Lots of people started to travel locally and go, you know, enjoy short-term rentals, right? Get out of the whole hotel scene and kind of isolate. And then remote workers and all this stuff started to come up. So we started looking at this going, man, I think there's an opportunity here. So we bought our first property last year, just over a year ago. And basically fall in love with the industry. And obviously, um, because we, we've known each other from a few calls before this, I can actually picture, I, th I think the one I can picture is the one with the pool and this is sort of, sort of surrounded. Is it the one near the desert? Is that is that the first one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for the people listening, if you go and check out Drava B Properties, it's Drava B Properties.com, isn't it? I think it will right, isn't it? And uh, rather R-A-T-H-E-R. -E rather, yeah. Property. Yeah plural.com. If you go and check that out, you'll be able to see some of these awesome properties and uh, it certainly stands out, you know, sort of, and it's very memorable. I get to see it quite often because I do go on your website from, uh, you know, we use it as an example, but with that first one, how did that help generate towards your, or get you towards this kind of dream of being able to travel? So as you, you got that first one, how long was it until you got the second, the third, the fourth, and uh, what's that sort of journey look like? So we launched the first property in November of 2021. So we're closing out on our first full 12 month cycle. And I mean, within 30 days of launching it, the revenue was just, it was pretty wild, right? Like the revenue nut targets on these short-term rentals, I mean, they're double, sometimes two and a half times that you can get on a long-term rental. So we launched that first property. We obviously had a couple of friends that were doing it and we were very intrigued about how to set up systems. Like I love systems and scaling and staff and leverage and all that fun stuff of building and growing a business and coupled with Alyssa's just like innate skill set with hospitality and standard operating procedures like we complement each other well we've had our challenges working together which we've worked through but at the end of the day we feel like we complement each other well so we got to the point where that first property hit we bought the second property and closed on it before the end of 2021 and then third property, we ended up closing about four or five months after. So about midway through this year, we just launched that one about two months ago. We just brought on a, I suppose, a fourth property. Yeah, we just brought on a fourth property over the last few weeks while we've been out of the country traveling. And then we have our eyes on a fifth one right now. That's actually a unique deal. And if we get, if we have time for that, I'll talk about it. Quick break from the podcast to let you know that the two Boostly books that we brought out, the Book Direct Playbook and the Book Direct Blueprint, are two of the top rated and the best selling in the hospitality category on Amazon. For just two pounds, you can grab both of those books right now. The foundations and the structures that you need to put in place is in the blueprint. And then for 101 marketing tactics, that is in the playbook. So go and grab a copy on Amazon now. Just type in Book Direct Playbook or the Book Direct Blueprint. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. That's amazing. And do you know what? There's there's so much we could dive into of that part there, that journey, because in one year, coming up to a year that you've managed to do all of that, and obviously now you're traveling as well, which is so awesome. So let's talk more about the tech. And you mentioned some of the SOPs, so the standard operating procedures and you know, that potent mix of hospitality meets systems has clearly done you well. Do you know what I mean? That is really, really right. exciting. So 
talk us through some of those systems or some of the tech that you're using in your business that other hosts listening in might go, hey, that could be something that could help us. So we first brought on, so our property management software that we use is Guessy for hosts. So we kind of started off of that. We'll say, obviously, we lived through the school of hard knocks. Alyssa read a couple of books to start to better understand. Marks included. Yeah, your book included, or Mark's book included, I should say. But we just kind of got to the point where we're like, okay, we're starting to understand the guest interactions, a lot of fun stuff, but how do we break away from constantly being married to the phone? Mainly Alyssa. As we mentioned, I think we mentioned on the call, we have two daughters. We have a almost five-year-old and we have a three-year-old. And it's really important for us to be present with our daughters. That's one of the things that we hold true in our family is we want to be the ones to raise them at the end of the day. So I've got a hectic work schedule at times too when I'm working remote. So this is with our girls a lot during the day. And um, we wanted to create a business so that we have the leverage where we can still do it all, right? Make additional money, scale the business, be present with our family, go travel. So guessy for hosts. And then we started to plug in different tools to be able to help that that process. One of them is a smart pricing engine, which we think is super crucial to any short-term rental business. We learned this the hard way. We probably would have cleared another, I'd say minimum of 10, possibly 15% revenue off of our first property in the last 12 months, had we had the smart pricing engine incorporated from day one. So we use Price Labs for that. And no bias towards it, but I highly recommend just getting some form of pricing, smart pricing involved. And then there's a couple of tools that Alyssa uses that she absolutely loves. So I'll pass the torch over to her. Yeah. My absolute favorite is Turnover BNB. I could not do anything without that. Just the communication between the check-in, check-out, and the cleaning. I know the property is being cleaned. Everything's being taken care of. And I don't really have to do much. The automation there is what got our business to the next level. Yeah. And that was a recent switch. We learned that because we had one cleaner on one of our properties who just, he was a nice guy, but he complained a lot, right? And he charged probably 25 to 30% more than what we found the market was charging. So we were kind of put between a rock and a hard place and then we're forced to move over to turnover BNB. And it was the best decision that we made on that sector of the business. Um, so two things that that did, as Alyssa mentioned, it streamlined the process with cleans, but it also allowed us to take home 30% more revenue on that one property in the cleans per month. So that was huge. We also have smart tech on all of our properties. So everything, pretty much everything we can manage remote, smart locks for the property. So we prefer to use Schlage is the provider that we use. I got it on the first one, worked great. We had it in our primary home. So we just started to scale using that. One of the big things we love about Schlage, and I know Yale and a couple of other, other providers will offer that now too, but they'll do automatic door codes per guest. So all of it's automated. A unique door code is, is generated, sent to the guest, automatic. It expires after they check out of the property. So it's safe, secure, all that fun stuff. In America, we have Ring for our um, security, cameras. security cameras. Thank you for our, for our alarm system and our security cameras. So we like to have security cameras around the perimeter of the property for safety reasons. Some, you know, I won't go too deep into that, but we do enjoy that. We also have a couple different things that we utilize to help kind of the cleaners and, as we mentioned, with turnover BNB and a few other systems we use. We just like to be able to operate the property from afar. So we have smart thermostat. We have pools in most of our properties because of the target market that we're in. It attracts a lot of people that like pools. And so we have invested in smart pool technology too. So we have apps on our phone to be able to operate that. All this stuff comes at an added expense. But for us, it was, what is our mission with our business? What do we want to get back out of this? And so we started there and then kind of reverse engineered and found out that, hey, we have to, you know, have a good tech stack to be able to give us a leverage to do that. I love that. That is really starting with the end in mind, because as you said, you want to be present with the girls and, and, you know, as a family, be able to travel. But 
it sounds to me as though having those those gems that you've just dropped of, of the tech. So, you know, as your PMS, which is taking care of the day-to-day calendar and that is, is guesty for hosts, you've mentioned dynamic pricing. Awesome. You know, and, and for anybody listening to this podcast, again, I know we talk a lot about dynamic pricing, but that point you made about feeling as though you could have adopted it earlier and, you know, you could have made 10, 15,000 more. That's one of the things where there'll be people listening in on this and your advice there will spark them into action. So, you know, that's, that's a really good one. And turnover BNB. I mean, for many hosts may not have heard of turnover BNB, but the, the pain point, if you could say sort of one line over what it solves, what, what would be that to summarize it in one line? What would be, what pain point does it solve turnover BNB? For me, it's the notifications. I get a notification when the cleaner starts the clean and when the cleaner ends the clean. They upload photos for each room for any detail that I've requested and it pays them. Once the project is completed, it pays them. So that's three of my jobs done. Just a little ping on my phone and I know it's all taken care of. That's cool, isn't it? That really is cool. And then, as you say, you've actually, one of the worries that people listening in would have is how, you know, how do they look after something when traveling and uh, just for everybody on the YouTube, you've got a a picture in the background. Just tell us where you are for the people listening on the podcast. So right now we're in Guanacaste province of Costa Rica in a small town called Nasara. So your properties are how many thousand miles away or or kilometers away? This this, I would guess probably a thousand miles, something like that. We're in Central America right now and all of our properties are located in Southern California. Well, for the most part, Southern California. And how cool is that that you can actually see, you know, within seconds, you can load up Ring on your phone and you can actually see what's going on at your property. Like you say, you've got control over the cleaners of knowing when they're starting, when they're finishing, paying them and that side of things. That's just a very cool setup. So is there anything um, that's been a bit of a challenge since you've you've undertaken this? What would you say has been the biggest challenge so far? I know you've been going for, for a year and it sounds like things have gone really well. Is Has there been any challenges so far? Of course. I mean, we'd be lying if we said there weren't, right? I think, at least for me, one thing that's been a challenge is I'm so used to in business growing and scaling quickly and leading with revenue. Like I've been in a sales oriented role for over a decade. And so to bring in more revenue, I've just gotten used to making more phone calls, talking to more people, meeting more people, bringing in opportunities. And it's really a sprint. This game is different in the sense that we're playing a marathon game. Right. It's I've heard this a lot. Tony Robbins, one of my mentors and a few others talk about this, and that's that we drastically overestimate what we can do in a year and severely underestimate what we can do in a decade. And I think if we one thing I'd wish is for myself to have entered into this 12 months ago with the long game in mind and not so much focused on how much money can we make in the next six to 12 months. So that was one big lesson that that I've gained from this. What about you? Yeah. (laughs) How can I top that? Working together, too. Right, like yeah. we're very different in what we're passionate about. I'm passionate about the guests and the five star hospitality. I was passionate about bringing on more and growing, expanding quicker than most people. And she wants to, yeah. <laughs> do you know? But that's so important. And by the way, that quote. The reason I look to the left for anyone who saw me on YouTube, I've got that quote on the wall about people underestimating what they can oh, do over the decade. Yeah, literally. So up here on the left, I can't move the camera. My camera's fixed. But yeah, when it comes down to that two sides that you're looking at, like you say, if if one person's focused on the the scale, the growth, and the other person's focused on actually delivering and you know getting those five star uh, experiences, well, actually that's obviously working really well. 
And that's what allowing you to, to get these awesome reviews, which I, I get to see obviously on your website, your website brings in the reviews, which is cool. So, you know, it's, it's definitely working. And one thing we always say to people and people listening in is how sometimes people think of short-term rental as, as more a property sort of strategy, whereas really it is a hospitality strategy where every single one of the people staying who's producing that income are, are real people having real experiences. And the more you're given that experience using, in this case, automation and, and using good systems and, and providing a great guest experience with a great product, which looks good, the more people who are going to see them testimonials and come and stay again. So it's a self-fulfilling loop, which is really cool. So I love that. Yeah. Well, and to piggyback on that for a moment, I think one of the things that we both strongly believe in is if you deliver a great product, I mean, let's call it what it is, at least in the States, we're, you know, possibly heading into a recession sometime soon. They're talking a lot about it. And especially in times like this, when people are tighter with their spending and we don't know what the next year is going to look like. We're firm believers that if we put a great product out there, like superior to the other options available on the market in that local market, that regardless of what happens, we're going to be delivering at a higher rate than our competition. And so Alyssa has just, I mean, I, I don't want to keep tuning her horn, but she does a fantastic job at that. Like we had a dynamic this past weekend where the guest checked in and one of the properties, the one that you've seen, one on the desert, it's still 95 degrees during the day there. It's very hot. It's still kind of cooling off towards the end of the summertime. And our AC went out and it was oh. like 7 p.m. They'd reached out to us, to Alyssa and said, hey, the air conditioning went out. Well, Alyssa sourced an HVAC guy who we have a relationship with. The guy went out that night, was able to repair the AC and it was operational. So it's not so much like, I've talked about this a lot in the last couple of weeks, having phone calls with people. It's not what happens. Mistakes happen, mm -hmm. things happen, but it's how we respond to it and which ultimately impacts the guest experience. And he left all five-star reviews on that uh, particular booking. Yeah, literally, you can't top that because at the end of the day, it's, it's the problem. It's how you've dealt with that problem that a person's perceived. And that's why they're giving you that five-star. It's often, you know, perceived that if you do get a problem, people are going to leave you worse reviews. But ultimately, you've proven in this example, how you've handled it is ultimately resulted in that great guest experience despite the problem. And even you could argue has, has actually cemented the five-star experience from, from the way that's been responded to. So that's really cool. Is there anything which uh, you, a perception that you had before you started this business, which has changed over time? Yes. Uh, for me, at least the bookings don't just come, right? Like you have to make a conscious effort to want to deliver that quality service and also don't put all of our eggs in one basket. Like it's, it's, it's really interesting, but Airbnb is a household name now. So it's not, do you own a short-term rental? It's, do you own an Airbnb? Where we're every time I hear that we flip it on its on its butt, right? It's no, it's we own short term rentals. Airbnb is a booking channel. It's one revenue stream, but it's not all in. And so while it's great for hosts to start their business with that, I would have loved to have started, you know, building the pillar of direct bookings from the very get go, right? So diversify. Like you're never going to throw all your eggs in one basket with any investment, with any pillar of business, any lead sources, any revenue streams. You're going to diversify. And this business is absolutely no exception to that. And that's a big thing that I've realized too. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. 
Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. I love, love, love that. You know what I mean? That is exactly what we say all the time, which don't call it an Airbnb. When somebody says, hey, I'm an Airbnb host, we go, no, you're a short-term rental host because if not, you're giving power to Airbnb. And it's not that Airbnb does a bad job or VRBO or booking.com. They don't do bad jobs. It's just if you can take control and, and uh, you know, control your own destiny and have at least another place you can send guests to exactly the same as, as yourself. You can send guests to your direct booking website. Well, all of a sudden, all of that promotion that you may do on, you know, social media channels and, you know, email marketing, that sort of things that you've got somewhere to send guests to instead of having to send them back to Airbnb, where Airbnb just doesn't even notice it, but takes your commission off the top. You know, like it's, it's not, trouble, isn't it? so, yeah, and the other interesting point is booking.com. We don't get a lot of bookings from booking.com, but the demographic of which we get are international guests. Like most of the booking.com guests that we've gotten have been non-domestic. So it just gives us access to another target audience when you start to expand into other OTAs. Is there anything, if, if a host is listening in thinking, you know what, I love, you know, what Alyssa and Al have done here and, and has, has built this business, obviously in the right way with the right sort of tech, what advice would you have for them if they were just getting started? What, what would you say to them and say, hey, if you just do this one thing, this is what I'd, I'd really want to tell you. Read Mark's book. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Thanks for yeah. Yeah. I feel like I studied hard before we even launched our first property. We have feature walls in every room. We have different things to make our property stand out from others. And I think I worked really hard in making that dream come true to yeah. stand out and to be different. 100%. And for me, I would just to piggyback on that, like do your due diligence on the, on the market that you're targeting, right? The submarket you're targeting, look at your competition. I don't know if AirDNA is available outside of the States. We use AirDNA, you know, locally in the States and it's great. Like the projections are projections, but at the end of the day, I love to find that our, our closest competitors, it's the easiest way to aggregate that data. And so we just go through and see, well, what are competition offering? What's the highest grossing offering? What's the difference here? And like, this isn't the, especially this next year or two, as we're kind of in turbulent economic times, it's not the time to do just better than suck as a host, you know what I mean? Like I would strongly advise do the, like, let me rephrase this. Everybody seems to do a really good job of taking the property from zero to about the 97% mark. It's the last 3% of things that we put in the properties that seem to be getting the highest recognition and acknowledgement. It's like, if we have families that stay there, that's an avatar that we'd like to target or our younger families, another avatar, bachelor, bachelorettes. When we target these demographics, they're totally different but can we have the amenities in the property to target both? Like we have pack and plays for the kids. We have sheets, we have toy, kid, child, kids toys. We have a whole separate section of stuff for, you know, 20 to 30 year olds that are coming out to party for a little bit, which is in our market that we target as well. So appeal to a couple of different avatars and spend the extra money for it. Cause if you launch the property properly up front and you get the testimonials, like it's, you build momentum and it starts to snowball. It really does. There's so many gems in that. And I'm sure uh, we're going to have to soundbite some of that answer because there's so many gems in there. But it's so true. I see so many hosts all the time. We we, we manage for other people ourselves as, as a hosting business. And uh, 
when we go out there, not Boostly, I should say, that's my, my hosting business with my co-host on the side, but when we go out there, they've often got it to a certain percentage and they're just off making it wow. You know, they're just, just a short, fell short of that, which is where many hosts get to. You're absolutely right. So by going to that extra stage, putting in the board games, putting in, you know, maybe games console or football game, whatever those wow features are that get people to just go and go, yeah, that was a perfect stay. You know, like I really enjoyed that experience. They've thought about how I'm going to feel when I stay in the property beforehand. And that obviously shows for, for your properties, which is really cool. So one tip I'll throw in, if I may, photos, like do everything you can to make sure the photos are premier and they stand out. So we do accent walls, as Alyssa mentioned, throughout the rooms. We also do murals a lot of times in the backyard walls. Those things stand out in photos, 100%. And we get the result. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, I really feel we've we've got to understand, obviously, your business, the tech, how you're able to to travel while, while managing as well. And if anybody was listening to, to this and, you know, just noted down all these individual tips and just took action on even half of them, they're going to be a good way to, you know, to, to make the business successful. I love how you've talked about the business side of short-term rental as well, because it is a business, you know, analyzing demand, making sure that you, you creating a product, which is going to fit the needs of the people you're trying to serve and then how on the back end of that, you're also making sure they do get a five-star experience through service and also thinking ahead as to what they need before they even get there. So that's really cool. So as we come to the end of these Behind the Hedge podcasts, we love to ask a couple of quick fire questions. And as there's two of you, what I'll do is I'll go uh, Al, you first, and then Alyssa. And then on the next question, we'll go the opposite way around and, and vice versa after that. So if you had a superpower, what would it be? Starting with you, Al. Ooh. Um, seeing the problem in a process, like identifying where the pitfall is in a process and just tackling it and finding the solution. Amazing. Like love solving problems. And Alyssa, what about yourself? That was too deep. I would just fly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love it. I love it. Okay. So second question is what is the top film or TV show recommendation just for a bit of fun and away from hospitality? Well, right now we're obsessed with Cobra Kai. Does that count? Yeah, that counts. That counts. I've never seen it myself, but I do hear good things about it. Yeah. Definitely nostalgic. Mm-hmm. If you grew up watching Karate Kid growing up, it's definitely nostalgic to watch Cobra Kai. Sons of Anarchy has been one of my favorite shows probably of all time. Brilliant, isn't it? I know. I know that one very well. Yes. Uh, I think they ended it at the right time as well. So that's cool. So <laughs> I agree. One question then going back to yourself, Al, is who inspires you? And I know you mentioned a name earlier on in the quote, so it can be the same person, but anybody at all. Yeah. I mean, Tony's been a mentor of mine for the last probably three or four years. I have a lot of people that I look up to. So I love reading. I love personal development. I love growth. I'd say, honestly, probably TR, right? Like he's, he's TR being Tony Robbins has pushed me to realize that what I have, the answers that I need are all within us, within myself and Regardless of what my passes look like, I can address that. I can heal some wounds and I can move forward and I can grow something very impactful that can leave a legacy on this planet. I love that. I love that. And he's, he's written some amazing books as well. Un, un, Unbreakable, I think was the last one I read of his. Unbreakable, yeah. yeah. Yes. And uh, Alyssa, just to mix it up a bit, is there a motto or a quote that you like to live by or that you believe in um, that you can share with us? Don't spend so much time making a living that you forget to make a life. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. And that is, that's so true. Yeah. So true. 
And uh, hey, with your with, with your travel plans, just before we finish, what are your travel plans? So you're in Costa Rica at the moment. What are the travel plans while running the, the short term? So I will add to that part of this is we want to explore being able to manage and potentially acquire properties internationally. So we're going to be kind of working while we're going to. But right now we're in Costa Rica. We'll be here. We'll be here a total of 30 days. Then we'll go to Colombia for a week. Then we go to Mexico for a week. And then we'll be in Australia where Alyssa's whole family is. Um, so we'll be there for probably about three months. And then the plans to do uh, Bali and Indonesia, um, Thailand, and then potentially Japan. And then hit a couple of countries in South America and then hit Europe. And we've got a lot of places we want to go to in Europe. Probably the and then the UK. Months. And then the UK. Hey, when you're in the UK, give us a shout. We'll, we'll more than happily give you a warm welcome. And uh, I'm sure if you're connecting with hosts from all of these places that, you know, you're, you're always going to get a warm welcome and uh, they're going to love to host you. So, yeah, it's amazing. It's inspirational. And uh, this has been really fun. I hope you've, you've found it fun. If people who are listening uh, want to get in touch with you or reach out, what's the best way to either follow you or get in touch with you? So we are probably the most active on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And our Instagram is rather dot b b e dot properties properties as well. But I'll add in there that I don't post much about travel, our personal travels on there. So if you want to follow that, my personal is Alyssa E L I S S A dot Z S E D. That's cool. That's cool. And I know you guys are even blogging as you're as you're traveling. I, I did see because uh, I, I follow you obviously, and yeah, that's amazing that you're blogging and putting that information out there because that's the sort of stuff which Mark travels quite a lot, and he says that looking back on those blogs isn't just for the people putting it out there, but it's for yourself as well to look back in in years to come. So that's really cool. Hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I hope this has been fun for you. And did you have any closing comments before we close off the uh, the podcast? Uh, limit the mental masturbation. Like you're literally going to be in a place where you can overanalyze every aspect of this business and never take action. Uh, get some books, get some knowledge on it, get into a mastermind group of some sort and just take action. Like, I don't think when we started this, we didn't think we'd be in this position 12 months later, but just Take the first step and then the second step and the third and eventually you're going to have a few properties and that would be all gravy. Love it. Love it. Thank you very much, Al. Thank you very much, Alyssa. We'll speak to you again.